Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Welcome to another edition of 1111 Talk Radio. It will be a powerful one as I have a guest that has been on numerous times before and truly puts out not only beautiful things into the world, but truly soulful things into the world. Sometimes everything that we see going on around us makes us wonder why we're here, ask the big questions, and be perplexed as to how to move through it all. Uh, Rebecca Campbell has written a wonderful new book called Letters to a Starseed that helps to broach some of those questions and also tap into more of that soulful place that we each want. Before I step into introducing her to you, in case you don't know her, uh, I want to read a section of her book to you. It is a beautiful poem that is written at the beginning of the book called The Moment of Your Birth. Before you were born, your soul consulted with the cosmos to arrange the details of your return. The location and conditions were carefully orchestrated and seeded as you crossed the threshold of the in-between, the watery world of the mother. There you waited, in the fertile void, as all of the stars and the planets in the knowable and unknowable cosmos moved into place. When the alignment was just right, a portal opened up and you were crowned upon your entrance to the world, a soul embodied, spirit planted, eternal woven into matter heaven and earth combined. Your cells, your flesh, your bones, your eyes, all made up of ancient exploding stars. The universe magnificently ordered as the cosmos. Your basic existence is enough to blow anyone's mind. How did you get here? And why did you choose to come? Somehow the cosmic curtains parted for the great dance of your life to begin. This is that life, and you are the dancer. It took a lot for you to be here now, to be planted here now, and what a time you chose to come. This is from the book Letters to a Starseed, Messages and Activations for Remembering Who You Are and Why You Came Here by Rebecca Campbell. Rebecca is a world-renowned writer, mystic, and creative whose best-selling books and oracle decks are published in 18 languages. All of her creations are dedicated to weaving the soul back into everyday life. Uh, You can find out more about her at RebeccaCampbell.me. And without further ado, I want to welcome Rebecca back to 1111. It's so wonderful to be with you again. Oh, so nice to be with you and chatting with you again, Simran, and happy, happy, um, Day to whoever's listening, it's nice to connect to you too. Wonderful. I think the first thing that I want to dive into is what is a starseed for people that are not familiar with the term or questioning if they are one, and what brought you to this place uh, or, or what in the world brought you to this place of knowing that this was the time for this book? <laughs> yeah, I mean, since I was young, I've been fascinated and and kind of like on a, a big quest to to dive into the deep mysteries. And I think the topic of Starseed, which really is is heavily connected to the journey of the soul and who we are as souls and what is that part of us that that 
exists before we take our first breath and lives on potentially after we exhale our last. It's It's got to be one of the biggest mysteries there is. Um, I've always been, um, yeah, kind of like an adventurer in, in asking those big questions and um, also just had this kind of in, unshakable feeling which I couldn't quite find the words to explain my whole life of like this, you know, what is this part of us that, 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 you know, is there in the middle of the night when the rest of the world is asleep? What is this part of us that, that, you know, when you see a little baby, um, each little baby is, is completely different. Even when there are moments, um, like literally seconds old, you can feel the presence of them. So I've always been fascinated by that. And, um, it was around 20, 10, I think it was when I was living in London in Notting Hill and I'd been going through like quite a, um, it was, it was, it was an awakening period, but this was like very much like just before the kind of like the good awakening bit, it was the, the rock bottom bit. And, um, I remember reading about this concept and it was the first time I'd heard the word starseed. And as soon as I heard it, it was like, I exhaled a little bit more and it it explained this feeling that I'd always had but not had the words for. And when I read about it, the concept that I was reading about was describing star seeds as souls who have experienced something or someplace else other than just here. Now, back then, I kind of dove really deep into the mysteries of like perhaps our souls have experienced places in star systems different, planets different to to here, um, and yeah, read a lot of channeled material, um, and you know, went quite far in the cosmos, um, journeying and discovering and and reading a lot of like scientific stuff as well. Um, and back then I was really focused on, oh, like maybe our souls are from someplace else. But as the years went on, the deeper into the mystery I got and, you know, I I, I had mentioned this title of Letters to a Starseed to my publisher um, around 2013, 2014, and it never really happened. Um, and then it wasn't until I'd just given birth to my son and, you know, the pandemic had hit and I was writing a completely different book called Returning. And that was all about returning to the earth and finding the sacred in the soil and the seed and how actually heaven and earth, are, you know, that as above, so below type concept. And so then my publisher asked me to write this book and I was a little bit perplexed at first because I'm like, but my focus is actually what I was seeing is the polar opposite. Um, and when I, when I followed that thread and kept on praying, it was like, no, 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 no. This is like the whole point that the stars and the earth, like the earth is part of the cosmos. And so we began like a really deep research um, project. The book is heavily researched as well as channeled and poetic. Um, and what I, what I discovered, and I think that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be forever unfolding this great mystery of what is the soul and where are we from and where do we go when we die? But where I am now with the starseed um, description and concept is that, that a starseed is someone who is consciously aware of 
the possibility that their soul has experienced places elsewhere. They're aware that they are a multidimensional being. Um, and I used to think it was like, oh, it's one place that you're from. So it's kind of like you would have heard of places like Pallades or Orion, those kind of places. Whereas my understanding of Starseed now, um, I liken it a little bit to, um, so you can probably tell from my accent, I'm originally from um, Australia. I moved to London about 15 years ago, and now I live in Glastonbury in the southwest west of England. And the land and the countries and the cities that I've lived in have, have really shaped me. They've changed my accent slightly, <laughs> but they've also changed me as a person. And I think that this exists at a soul level too. So, you know, we can go into past lives and we, many of us understand that concept of each, each soul experience we have on this planet through our past lives shape who we are as a soul. Um, and so I believe that each experience that we have elsewhere as well shape who we are as a soul. I, I resonate very much with with what you have said, Rebecca, and I too am one of those deep explorers of the mysteries mm -hmm. of the cosmos. And, you know, over the years, what I have encountered often, um, and, and this would be pre-pandemic, was so often people were wanting to search just in the stars or mm -hmm. rise or ascend or almost be out of body. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and now with everything that's taken place in the world, and uh, even the more mainstream mass market person that's not necessarily the light worker or the seeker, uh, there are these other ways that people are attempting to escape uh, mm -hmm. what is happening rather than grounding within it or being in the body or understanding that we, we came and chose to be human for a specific purpose and to really discover humanity. Tell me your thoughts around that and how that connects to uh, the starseed philosophy within your book. Mm, yeah, I really, really resonate with what you're saying. And um, I think for a few years now, um, particularly those of us who may um, identify as highly sensitive or, or, yeah, have had that kind of longing or, or knowing that, you know, there is more to life than this. I think the earth experience has been, difficult you know and and yeah and that we can easily bypass the realities of earth um and and just kind of gloss over it and yeah then we're out of our body um and i think that 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 can be like a trauma response in many ways and and for many of us we find spirituality and and we awaken through traumatic events um in this life um you know, pre-pandemic, um, I had my son, and for me, um, when I was going into my birth and, and giving birth, it was like it was the most physical and transcendent experience of my life. And, you know, I think that that seems to be like this invitation now that I see over and over again. I feel like we're being we're being invited to, like, see the sacred in the seed to realize that we are seeds ourselves. And, um, and, you know, I think that so many of us, um, particularly, uh, those of us who say have an indigenous tradition or haven't been raised in an, in, in an indigenous tradition where it's been passed down and we've, and, and there's not many places in the world where that exists. There's been so much severing, so much harm done with colonialism. Um, and, 
you know, if you track back though to all Indigenous Earth-based traditions, there's 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 a reverence and a and a recognition of the sacredness in the earth and the connection to our place in the cosmos and and you know you look at a leaf and there is there is like a universe in there and i think that this to disconnection from the earth and the earth as sacred and us as nature is one of the deepest wounds that we have and i think that wound is the the part of us that 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 longs for home whatever and wherever that is most definitely. I, I, again, identify that longing is something that's, that's deep within us, and, and yet that home is also mm. deep within us. This period in which we are living is a time of change, transition, and healing, both on an individual and a planetary level. The planet's changing at a cellular level, and so are we. This lifetime is the result of many. This is the time we've been incarnating for. This is why we've returned. As part of the transition team from one age to the next, you're at the forefront of this planetary transformation. To transform means to change form. The Earth herself has been changing in form, and we in bodies, part of the Earth itself, are changing in form with her. We've forgotten that law of nature, that ever-changing natural state. This is from Rebecca's book, Letters to a Starseed, and she has within it Soul inquiries and starseed activations. The soul inquiries are prompts that you will be able to hear yourself and the calls of your soul as you journey through the book. The starseed activations are here to support you in activating and integrating energies and healing within you. There's also meditations, attunements, and soul journeys that are featured, and her own lovely voice just weaves throughout it in such a wise and beautiful way that you will feel as if your hand is being held as you walk into the knowing of being a starseed and into your purpose and your presence on the planet. Uh, Rebecca Campbell uh, is a world-renowned mystic, writer, and creative, and she has many best-selling books and oracle decks, including uh, Light is the New Black, The Work, Your Light Oracle, Rise, Sister, Rise, and The Starseed Oracle, which are all as beautiful. So when you order your copy of Letters to a Starseed, messages and activations for remembering who you are and why you came here, um, be sure that you pick up at least an Oracle deck. You will absolutely love it. And if you're not familiar with her work, then go back and pick up some of her other books. We'll be right back with more of Rebecca Campbell. Again, that website is RebeccaCampbell.me. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream the 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. 
courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. I invite you to definitely check out the latest issue of 1111 Magazine. It is always for free, digital, at 1111mag.com. It's a way for me to share many individuals, their voices, their light, and them as an example for you so that you can not only be uplifted and learn from them, but that you can see the mirror of them inside of yourself and step out on your own journey of creativity and expression of your soul essence. So definitely check that out. I always share my own poetry and writings within there as well. And it's just a beautiful gift from my humanity to yours. Our soul's unique essence is crafted through all of the experiences it's ever had. Like a multifaceted crystal or a fingerprint, each experience creates a new facet or a brand new loop, arch, or whorl. As the soul continues its journey, it keeps creating and carrying with it all of these imprints of all of its experiences from lifetime to lifetime and everything in between. Who we are at a soul level comes in with us when we're born. This is from Rebecca's book, Letters to a Starseed, Messages and Activations for Remembering Who You Are and Why You Came Here. Uh, Definitely pick up your own copy and discover the starseed self inside of you. So as forward as we're moving, Rebecca, and and as present as we need to be with where we are in the world and all that is is taking place, it it begs us to look back at the ancients to to understand also what we've come from and and utilize that ancient wisdom, utilize that ancient knowing of our soul in order to even ground or proceed forward, because that's part of the knowing of self. You talk a bit about the ancients, and I know that a lot of your work with individuals is helping them tap into their soul nature. You've got uh, experience and you utilize uh, the Akasha in some of the work that you do as well in different forms. Talk a little bit about reaching back to the ancients and uh, how we utilize the ancient knowledge in future discovery. 
So the ancients knew so much more than I think that we even could possibly comprehend about our place in the universe or the cosmos, the cosmos being the organized universe. They, they saw it as organized. You know, you can see like so many sacred sites, temples, pyramids are built in this precise alignment to different star systems. Um, and not just, you know, one place in the world, it's all over the world. Um, and so I think that, you know, every every month that feels like there's more findings of just how ancient the world is and just how ancient, um, how incredible the ancients actually were. Um, you know, I think that today we can really you know, we all have within our ancestry um, connection to the ancients and we can also connect to them um, through the earth. You know, I was taught, um, well, first I kind of found it on my own through just doing something that I call intuitive nature walking um, and now call walking the land where you kind of let the land walk you um, and that's when I connected with the stones and stones um, are, I believe, they, they're, they're keepers of ancient wisdom. They've been here so much longer than us. And I believe that all of the earth and, and that all parts of life is available to um, communicate with us. Um, and, yeah, there are many, many ways to, to connect with our ancient roots. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, most definitely. For for many people, I think we live in such a heady world, and mm. because we are so busy, we're in that constant doing. Even even with the pandemic, which in its own way has been a gift in slowing people down, we still our minds can keep running, and we can keep doing or distracting ourselves. So oftentimes, spiritual ideas, teachings, or even uh, mentioning things like this become more intellectually based than really integrated and embodied or dropped into the heart. Mm-hmm. How do you suggest individuals move some of this information from that mental body mm-hmm. into more of the heart or into their cellular body to to really ground into what this is saying? Because it's almost as if we still stay distant from it when we stay in the head. Mm, I hear you. Yeah, you know, my intuitive teachers taught me that like intuition and ideas and and spiritual understanding is like literally pointless without integration and action. Um, so it's like you know when when you have like an intuitive insight, it's it doesn't even matter if you don't act on it because then you're just going, oh, I knew that would happen. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I think that embodiment is so important. Um, And so like a really simple way that we can connect with the earth and connect with like the wisdom that is here um, is like practice I did for, um, for a couple of years um, was literally laying on the earth and, you know, it doesn't have to be sacred ground. It can be your garden. It can be the park. It can be, um, you know, even if you live in a really busy city, I used to, when I was working, like put my, the back of, like lean my the back of my heart on the back of a tr- on on the trunk of a tree. No one needs to know you're doing it. Um, it can d- literally take five minutes. And if you just imagine, um, I guess understanding intellectually the concept of there being this intelligent pulse 
that is woven through all of life. Now, we know that exists through the tides coming and going, the seasons um, and the wheel of the year turning, the planet spinning. There is something that tells the flowers when to bloom. And that that is within us too. And when we're in our head, we get out of sync of that um, because we're, we're almost like resisting that intelligent pulse. And instead, we find ourselves like trying to bend everything to our personal will. And so a really simple tool to do that is put the back of your heart against the earth or some bit of nature and just imagine like that pulse, like that heartbeat. And I would call it the heartbeat of the mother, mother earth. You can call it whatever you want. Um, But imagine that kind of like beating and then imagine your heart kind of coming into sync with that can take five minutes, it can take 30 seconds, it can take 30 minutes, whatever you've got. Um, But there's so many different ways to kind of step into that embodiment. Like me being a mum now, I definitely can't meditate and do all the practices that um, I might have had the time to do before. But there's so many ways that you can integrate it. Like I have um, a bath with my son each night and um, yeah, ever since he was a little baby, we will do that because um, I do work. I'm not spending all day with him. And so I really wanted to make sure the time that we do have together is like we drop in like deep, quick. And so, yeah, when we're in the bath in between him, kind of he's a very physical, wild boy. <laughs> and so it's he's not calm and, you know, he's like throwing a truck and a boat and all of that. But I'll take a breath and I'll I'll take a moment to like properly see the light behind his eyes or properly see the soul, not just the body of the boy, but see that. And, you know, that can, we can do that in half a second, you know, whether it's our mom, our friend, our colleague, kind of taking a breath and just like seeing if you can see the presence that is more than just the flesh and and bones and body and personality and mind when I think this is like one of the deepest things that, that we all crave to be truly seen. And, you know, at first it might be feel a bit weird, but if you just imagine, okay, I'm going to try and see the spirit or the soul of the person that I'm with, that's a form of practice. That's weaving the soul into the physical every day. And that's really creating more of a devotional state mm-hmm. of intention to be here, to, to, to seek to be more present, even if it's just in the small moments between everything else. And in doing so, that brings about more of what you mentioned earlier in the show, the sensitivity, the, the intuition starts to rise and those kinds of things. But when that takes place... The other stuff shows up too. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the shadow work, the, the challenge to be human becomes even more palpable uh, in a way. Uh, and, and oftentimes we feel even less like we fit in because mm-hmm. we're starting to tap into something that, although is home to us, feels foreign to us. So let's talk a little bit about this challenge of being human and mm-hmm. really getting to know ourselves Uh, light, shadow, cracks, crevices, and all, uh, Mm -hmm. so that we can um, fit into ourselves, but maybe not fit into the world. Mm. Yeah, like, I think a concept that I think most people listening will probably know of is how Earth 
is a planet of polarity, which um, you know, Jung and Marion Woodman, who was a Jungian analyst, spoke about the tension of the opposites and how that's such a big part of like the conscious earth experience, particularly the conscious feminine. And um, I think that this is definitely something that we're all kind of being hurtled into right now, like with all of the division that is just seems to be everywhere. Um, And, you know, so many of us are being forced into either or, type thinking and there is no space for nuance and, and, and the gray in between, you know? Um, and I think that when I look at nature and even when I look at birth, you know, these opposites, the ecstasy and the agony, the, the joy and the, the, um, the grief, all of that, like often those things. So we think that, it's either or, like it's either grief or joy, but actually, and in most cases, joy and grief exist at the same time. Um, and I think this is definitely something I've seen that we're being like called to kind of stretch into because, you know, if we close our, our hearts off to the, the grief and it's really hard not to do that, if we bypass that, then our hearts aren't able to hold the joy as well, you know? Um, and I think this is one of the biggest challenges of, of being human um, to kind of find a way to open through the pain because that is also, you know, there's so many quotes about through the darkness and through the cracks and through the rock bottoms, that's where the light is. Um you know, if you look at roses, um, if they tried to stay in the sweet full bloom all year round, um, it's impossible. They have to find the courage to kind of release the very thing that, that, that captivated others to them for the chance to bloom again, for the chance to potentially turn into fruit. And then come spring, we start again. Um, but I don't know anyone who's immune to that. Yeah, I, I have been through my own experience in where I, I committed to going into the grief and the darkness to see what was there because I knew that if it had to show up in my life, there must be some essence or kernel or golden nugget in there that the universe had drawn me to. Mm-hmm. And so often I think people turn away from that. But what I discovered was my humanity was in there. That's where it mm-hmm. had been locked away. And there are great gifts that come. Uh, I think there is a secret doorway through grief. And I I definitely also believe that joy and grief are simultaneously there to exist. Mm-hmm. I love that you have these chapters on, these segments on embracing your humanity where you ask these whole inquiries of how do you resist your humanness because it allows us to uh, really go into those questions that perhaps might not bubble up normally or we wouldn't put presence to normally. And and that's a really helpful part of of this book, Letters to a Starseed. I also love the section that you wrote on you were never meant to fit in because I think people spend their entire lives trying to fit in. And, and when we do that, we don't actually access our 
true soul gifts and skills and talents. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, I think that is definitely like the hardest thing for anyone who's remotely sensitive or maybe anyone on the planet to 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 fully accept and embrace like the fact that your presence, anyone's presence will at some stage through nothing to do with who you are, but who you are will actually trigger someone else and it will have nothing to do with you. (laughs) Oh, it's a really hard one. Yeah. Mm. Proper soul work isn't all about love and light. On the contrary, it's deep work that often requires us to dive to unfathomable depths in order to find the pearl. Just as we have developed patterns through this lifetime, our soul does the same over its journey. One of the most powerful things to work with in the Akashic Records is uncovering soul patterns and soul stories. These can be both positive and negative, light and shadow, just as in this human life. And just like most things on the planet, night and day, summer and winter. This is from Rebecca Campbell's book, Letters to a Starseed, Messages and Activations for Remembering Who You Are and Why You Came Here. The book is filled with wonderful prompts, uh, meditations, uh, beautiful aspects of what it means to be a starseed and will help you dive deeper into discovering more about yourself. Uh, Rebecca understands that there are many different beliefs about our origins and this is written in a way that it will speak to you where you are in terms of uh, your own belief systems and things like that. Uh, She believes now more than ever we must commit to being here on Earth to embody our soul right now into ourselves. At this time when the polarity of Earth seems to be at an all-time high, we're unable to look away any longer. We must find a way to be fully here now. Uh, Rebecca is a world-renowned writer, mystic, and creative, and she has multiple best-selling books and also some beautiful card decks. Uh, Look her up for Rise, Sister, Rise, a guide to unleashing wise, wild women within. Light is the New Black, a guide to answering your soul's calling and working your light. The Starseed Oracle, where you can connect with the portal to your heart, remember who you are at a soul level, and unlock your gifts. And the Work Your Light Oracle, unlocking your intuition and acting on the calls of your soul. And her latest, Letters to a Starseed. Find out more at RebeccaCampbell.me. That's RebeccaCampbell.me, and you can find that in the bio description. And if you want to know more about me, you can go to the banner at the top of my show page, and it has everything there. We'll be right back after these messages with more of Rebecca Campbell and Letters to a Starseed. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 
is 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. My guest today is Rebecca Campbell, and we are talking about her new book, Letters to a Star Seed. So I hope you will pick a copy up when you complete this interview. Uh, it is certain to uplift you, inspire you, and support you in deepening into your own soul and soul calling. It's a miracle if we get through life with an open heart, front and back. But nature is miraculous, and you're a part of nature. So if you trust your own true nature and stay aligned to that, it's possible to live through the extremes of this human life with an open heart. This doesn't mean we become immune to the heartache and heartbreak of this world. Actually, the opposite is true. The greatest challenge in this life, and all others, is to find a way to keep your heart open through the extremes. This is from her section, the challenge of being human, which I'm sure each and every one of you have thought about at some point, <laughs> because it can be a challenging walk, and yet it is this really soulful, incredible experience that we have come for. Um, you write about starseed roles, and you've divided them up into different types. Um Perhaps go over a couple of those or give kind of an overview so that individuals might understand where they fall in the spectrum of the role types. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure these days for us to kind of like be seen to do and act and say a certain thing. Um, and and I think the the thing that I've seen for all of us, but particularly starseeds, and I, I, I see a starseed as um, – you know, I did I did soul readings for about six years, just back to back. And what I discovered was the people who who resonated with the concept of starseed, um, another way of saying like old soul, that kind of thing, light worker, um, they seem to have what I call a double mission. So 
we're all here to grow individually. You know, we've got our own um, itinerary and, and lessons and karma and all that kind of stuff. But then those who resonate with those titles, as I said before, seemed to have made some kind of soul contract, um, uh, which is like a collective mission. And so that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the different roles. I see each of us um, who have that collective mission as being like a, um, a thread in a tapestry um, or a note in a, a song or an orchestra. Um for those who feel like I'm here for a reason, I know I've come here at this time for a reason, I'm desperate to try and find what that reason is. I've seen it kind of trip us up a little bit because it's like we have to find the step-by-step plan before we even take the the next step or it needs to look a certain way. Um, There's some of us who are like alchemists. There's some of us who are artists. There's some of us who um, are what I would call like a grid worker. A grid worker is someone who is like literally um, placed specifically somewhere on the planet to hold a particular frequency. And so we don't have to necessarily have this like – classic job in order to be doing that type of work we can be doing that work energetically as well and um you know i think that our work as well can can shift and change um at, through different periods and eras of our life mm, absolutely and i think as as we move more into grounding into who we are it it also becomes necessary to us to find our, some people call it tribe, uh, you, you mm-hmm. talk about the star family and the soul clusters, because I think that that's the embrace that so many, particularly if they're sensitives and empaths, uh, there's this sense of aloneness where mm-hmm. they really want to find those that resonate with them and feel like family to them, because often we're the outcast in the family that we come from, or we've bumped up against a lot of issues in the society or community that we're in, that there is this longing for, for those that are like us or those that we are like. Talk a little bit about how that attraction or finding of that star family or soul cluster comes mm-hmm. about and and what we can do to really ground into a space to attract it. Mm. So, Anyone who kind of comes to me and is like, I want to find my people, the ones who are the same as me. And, you know, obviously everyone's going to be completely different, but, you know, at that soul level recognition um, and anyone who's who's met a member of their soul family or star family, it's it the, the feeling is it's like you know the person, you've known them, maybe you've only physically known them for an instant, but there is this recognition, there is this comfort, it's almost like time expands. Um, And yeah, anyone who is like longing for that or longing for more of that, um, the thing I'd recommend more than anything is um, to let yourself be seen. Um, And, you know, a way to do that is just literally embrace your weirdness you know I think that particularly um in the west while it's all about individuality as in like me is separate from you etc um we also have been raised to fit into boxes 
you know, and um, I think the invitation for us is to recognize that our souls are multifaceted, you know, maybe where we grew up or the upbringing that we had or, you know, our, our this time, th this lifetime influences uh, are just a, a tiny, tiny fraction of who we are as a soul. And so the thing I would recommend is just let yourself be as seen as possible. And I know that can be really confronting. Um, but yeah, the, the, the easiest way is to, to embrace the things that you feel are weird about you. Um, and yeah, little by little, it's like a, a strip tease where you're kind of like taking off the layers of the, of the conditioned self, um, and revealing more and more of who you are. I mean, I, when I was a teenager, I met the first person who, and, and it was, it was meeting this person that really initiated my spiritual path, but also it was through that meeting that I actually began to understand, um, what the soul family thing is. And we were at completely different ages. Like we were the, like such an odd fit to be friends. And yet I never felt more comfortable with someone before. Um, and so, yeah, I think when we experience that, it kind of opens our mind. And I, I do believe that, um, we don't need all of the people in our life to be that. Um, but it is very nourishing to, to have many people who are that in your life. Um, but I must say like, even me, I'm like fully out there visibly <laughs> and I've, I feel, Oh gosh, for so many years I had the affirmations of like, I want to call in my people. And when I first met my husband, he, 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 I would say it to him. And just recently he's like, you've got them. Like they're everywhere now. But interestingly, none of them are in my city. <laughs> and so it's almost like we're carefully placed all over the world. And so, you know, maybe your soul family will be down the road from you, or maybe they'll be on the other side of the world. Um, but I do believe we come in, um, as it's almost like on waves. Um, if you're anyone who, who's a surfer, I grew up on the beach surfing. Um, and you just know when your wave is coming and you kind of hold back when it's not, or you race for the one that, you know, it, when you feel the swell coming. And I think that we all come in on waves and, and many of us have these collective missions and, you know, it's not just your job to do the mission. You know, your, your role could be just uh, like seemingly small, but it's so instrumental and it can be felt by those others who have come in on the same wave. Yes. I, you know, I, I have a, a book coming out uh, later this year and it's part of a series of three, and the mm. the essence and theme of those books really boils down to trust in the life that you're given. Mm. That that really living the life that you are given takes you to your destiny. And I I think we get sometimes so caught up mm. in that push forward that society unconsciously conditions within us that. There's a certain drive, there's a certain thrust that we feel like we have to be leaning forward all of the time that mm -hmm. oftentimes people forget that timing factor is so necessary. And just like you speak about seeds and flowers and how they have to grow a certain way and fall away and all of those things, when we don't allow those moments of fall away, we don't allow those moments of rest or that life is telling us 
this is happening for you to pull back so that life can catch up. It, it creates more of the challenge and the obstacles. Can you talk a little bit about the trusting of the timing of life and trusting of the path mm-hmm. that one finds themselves on um, through what you've discovered in your own life? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I think the most frustrating parts of our life and particularly if you're dedicated to living an intuitive life is when, you know, sometimes we don't receive answers to the the guidance that we request and often that's because the answer is wait, it's not yet time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Patience has been definitely a big lesson for me. And, um, yeah, there's, I've got so many stories of that. Um, one of them, um, I guess just recently with all of the complicated things that are happening around the world. Um, it's been, gosh, it's been like three years since I've seen my family in Australia and most of my family haven't even met my son who's almost Mm. two now which has been heartbreaking, so heartbreaking. And just the not knowing is just, you know, and I know we've all got our own version of of this in the pandemic. Um, And often we can't see the threads and the weavings while we're in it. Um, But even with that scenario, I'm starting to see how actually with borders being shut in Australia, it's made me question like what what is even being a citizen of a country like compared to being of the land, you know? And it's hurtled me into um, deep healing of um, how separate we are from the land and how we're, we, we, we have these concepts that, that control it when really we are the land ourselves. And... Um, it's made me, it's it's definitely hurtled me into my next body of work, um, which is all to do with our relationship with the land and land consciousness and all of that. And I'm only just starting to see that now, but it's always the way. And often, you know, birth is such a great teacher. It's like, I remember before I gave birth, the midwives said, um, when you say you can't do it, that will mean you're about to do it. <laughs> I think that's so true. And I remember the moment. And then and I'm like, just don't. And I, I didn't have any painkillers, but I like wanted it at that moment. And then they were like, no, 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 you're you're closer than you've ever been before. I'm like, how long? How long? And I was like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> and sure enough, there out came my son. And the moment before that, it was the most excruciating moment of my life for sure, closely followed by the most ecstatically blissful, like miraculous moment. And I think that this is so often the case and this is this is like poetry and mystics and philosophers through the ages have dedicated their work to this mystery of like trusting trusting that the miracle comes right before you surrender and give up and I think globally gosh we are going through that now how about you what's your experience of that most definitely you know I uh, I have been on this seven-year journey that I have yet to put into words Mm. uh, for people I've put the, the wisdom into words but the the journey itself I can't quite put into words yet and those moments of 
of death after death after death were excruciating, but like you said, the birth that came from it uh, was was this upward spiral that you experienced the bliss, and it really illustrated to me how, yes, you know, life and death exist simultaneously. Joy and grief, they're right there together. Light and dark are interwoven. They have to be. There, there are all these polar opposites that you speak of that really are necessary in this amazing experience and expression that we are as life. And our lands are going through that same birth canal that we are. It's, it's almost as if we're, we're all molting into something new. And, and that's truly, truly powerful. We've got just a couple of minutes left, and I'd love to ask you how being an earthen mother now to, to a new being, um, how that has shifted any of your perspectives around starseeds or the future of our children in this world. Oh, my gosh. You know, uh my dream is, and I think this has always been my yearning and maybe every starseed's yearning, is to have a world where we never need to remember because we never have forgotten. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest invitation there is. You know, I see all these statues of mother and child, mother and child and the divine child. And my question is, is it possible for us to receive all of the love that the babies come in with. And I think that is my invitation <laughs> for myself and for the world. How can mm, we keep our beautiful. heart open through the extremes, you know, in order to receive that love and to, to probably witness it? My guest has been Rebecca Campbell. I'm going to close out with a beautiful writing that she has for those going through sacred pain. Soon, these times of sacred rebirthing will be over. Soon, soon, soon. These moments of devastating separation, of polarity, of being misunderstood, of confusion, of not being seen or heard. And while just now we may not be able to see the end in sight, from the perspective of the soul, what we are in it is a breath in the timeline of the earth. This moment matters. You came here for this. We all have our own personal syllabus, and someday, some decade or century soon, what feels like it will matter will not. So trust your part in the sacred play. Trust that these times are birthing times for the future of humanity, for all of us, both individually and collectively, holy rebirthing times. The one must fall for true oneness to reign. It's both about you and not about you. Trust your part in the sacred labor, in the contractions, in the pressure, in the darkness, in the push, in the void we will burn ourselves and discover that what we thought was a tomb is actually a womb. After winter, sweetness will return once more. It is the law of the earth. This is from Rebecca Campbell's book, Letters to a Starseed, Messages and Activations for Remembering Who You Are and Why You Came Here. Definitely visit her website, Rebecca Campbell. Dot me and you'll find out about a new program that she's launching right now. Again, that's Rebecca Campbell.me. Thank you, Rebecca, for being on 1111 once again and bringing all of your beauty and wisdom. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. 
Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey. 